Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Starr from the 630 Chad Studios. Brendan Escott uh, co-produces and co-hosts the show. We've got our uh, excellent... Uh Op, who is back, uh, Kellen Kennedy, after a trip down uh, stateside. And we are going to tell you that guests and orders now receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. Whether you're celebrating a special moment or simply savoring the night in the town, every meal is an occasion at Roos Chris Steakhouse. Tell Chris, Chef Eltaf, and Brendan that Oilers now sent you. Roos Chris is open uh, 4 o'clock on Oilers home game days. Five till close Tuesday through Sunday as we head off to the River Creek Resort and Casino Hotline. And welcome back. Uh, the number one overall pick in the 1983 NHL draft. He was GM of the Tampa Bay Lightning. He started Octagon's player agency, uh, worked for NHL Network for a number of years, uh, still does a lot of consulting for NHL organizations. For Wow Factor Desserts, Brian Lawton, from cheesecakes to pies, cakes to flans, score your perfect fall treat today. Check out the complete lineup now by visiting. <laughs> WowFactorDesserts.com. Colin Ruddle, in fact, has uh, sent a care package for the Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, this is this. You got an awesome gig with us, Brian, because you know we look at not that you know uh, you're doing okay, but uh, you, you get you get the bonus because you get the love from TLC from Colin Ruddle as well. Couldn't ask for any better. Uh, love Colin. Obviously, the job they do, very thankful. Yes, there we go. And and it's coming at the right time for U.S. Thanksgiving. All right, we have not spoken uh, since we, we talked on Thursday. We talked on Saturday. We had John last Tuesday. Uh, your thoughts on the change that the Edmonton Oilers executed, Jay Woodcroft and Dave Manson out, and Chris Knobloch and Paul Coffey in. Your thoughts. I don't think uh, the average fan can understand necessarily how much time and effort when you're managing a club, you're involved in the management at a senior level goes into a decision like this. When they get executed, sometimes it can look like chaos, but you can rest assured these are things that, you know, just just by virtue of the last game and how well Edmonton played and then making a change just tells you that this has been an ongoing evaluation process. It wasn't taken lightly. I am somewhat surprised. I think that Jay Woodcroft is an excellent, excellent coach. I think the same of Chris Knobloch. So, you know, what happens from here? Players take accountability. It gives them a chance to catch their breath. I do think they will end up going on quite a run, to be honest with you. 
Uh, it shouldn't have to happen this way. It's completely unfair for the people that lost their jobs, not just Jay, but Dave. And uh, this is sports at its finest, and this is part of the reason why people love it. Uh, it's real world, in your face, very public. So the general uh, sort of perception on the Sunday when it went down, it was not super positive for the Oilers organization. A lot of fans are like, Jay Woodcroft has a 643 winning percentage. What the hell are you guys doing? Uh, that was the general. Of course, everything changes if Knobloch ends up now. It's got to be stated. Jay Woodcroft went 26-9-3 when he took the Oilers over from your friend Dave Tippett uh, in the 21-22 season. So he had a real good second half of the season that year. Uh, so, you know, Vander Kane, fans weren't, there were a lot of Vander Kane haters out there when Edmonton signed him. I'll never be a fan again of the Edmonton Oilers. And then Kane came in and scored 20 goals in half a season and was, you know, um, <laughs> caught in the kitchen of Matthew Kachuk in the Calgary series and was a huge factor as to why Edmonton went three rounds. So if you get results, things change. All right. Uh, you said it's not fair to Woodcroft and to Dave Manson. Uh, Chris Knobloch. You and me have talked about him privately for years. This was an up-and-coming guy. Connor McDavid uh, mentioned his calmness on the band. That was an interesting thing. He said it twice here. He does have history with three players, including McDavid. A lot of people said, well, Connor's pulling the strings here. You're an agent. You were an agent. You were with Octagon. If you had a coach that took three or four of your clients and help grow those clients to the potential of one of them became a $9 million a year player in Alex Dabrinkit, you know, and another guy, a $4 million a year player in Connor Brown, uh, and you watch and you represented McDavid, you've, you've probably, I mean, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibilities that Jeff Jackson's watched Chris Knobloch coach 60 to 100 times. You know what I'm saying, Brian? I know exactly what you're saying, and obviously Jeff has a lot of, familiarity and comfort with Chris and Chris absolutely is, you know, he's considered one of the, he was considered one of the best young and up and coach um, and up and coming coaches really available to the national hockey league. And it was more just a matter of when he would get hired, not if he would, uh, you, you have these types of discussions behind closed doors. There, there comes a point where you feel like you need a change, you're not sure where the right time is, you identify somebody else, and then I've seen it happen in the past. You start talking yourself until we got to move on this guy. Sometimes that forces it to be quicker than it should be. I'm not saying that happened in the case, but I, those are the types of things that do go on beyond closed doors. And I think that ultimately this is going to be a really great decision for Edmonton. It's not easy to make these decisions. You always open up yourself to massive criticism when you do these types of things. That's just the nature of the business. Everybody accepts it. Uh, now it's up to the players, the new coaches, and the management to get this thing going in the right direction. They're off to a good start. they got a long way to go. Um, but I will tell you right now, this team will still make the playoffs. Did you? Probably, there's not many people that will say that, Bob, but I believe that 100%. I believe that I believe the team's making the playoffs. I still think the team can win fifty games. I'm serious. I I, I believe they can do that. I think that I think you're gonna see the goals against drop. I think you'll see the team play with a different type of structure and process defensively. Um 
does it matter that Jackson had that much personal success with Knobloch coach players? Uh, everything matters that you look at and evaluate. So, yes, it, it does to me. But, you know, my statement on the Oilers making the playoffs, Bob, is a little bit of an analysis of, you know, where they should be, not where they're at today. Right. It's also an analysis of what they need to do in order to make that happen. I, I believe they'll finish ahead of Arizona. Uh, I don't believe it's impossible for them to finish ahead of two of three other teams in Winnipeg, Anaheim, and St. Louis. And everybody always tries to play the numbers game, and nobody knows how that's going to shake out. But I tend to look at it more in terms of who are you competing with and can you find a way to finish ahead of them. And I do believe not only that's possible, I still believe that's the most likely outcome. Brian, you've, uh, Brian Lott joining us for Wow Factor Desserts. You've literally placed analytics people with NHL organizations. The Oilers had like the second best expected goal share five on five, five on five in the league. They're at fifty eight percent expected goal share five on five without Connor McDavid on the ice. Were they just in a brutal PDO cooler where their team wasn't hot to start the year in Vancouver, being the exact opposite with it on a major PDO heater? Is that too simple to explain why they were sitting there at one point at two nine and one? Yeah. It's not too simple to explain. It can be difficult <laughs> to stand still in this business when you go through a stretch like that. Ultimately, in the end, and Edmonton did make a significant move. Should they have? Would they have if this were 50 games into the season? I don't think so. I really don't. A lot of it is just terrible timing for Jay and Dave Manson. But everything is exaggerated if it happens at the very beginning of the year doesn't matter what category it is so here they find themselves they got a lot of work to do there's no guarantee things will go better i just believe in my analysis that they will all right what would you do if you're orders management with jack campbell jack is is a situation that you would write down tbd to be determined how does it you know the so when you're a player on an NHL team and you essentially lose your job the way that things have shaken out for Jack, you, you have some parameters in your favor. For instance, a long-term contract at a high number where in a perfect world, the team wishes that you would hit the level you were signed to play at and get you back on the club. But when you lose your job like that, you start to invite other circumstances beyond your control into the mix. I'm not saying that's going to happen, but these are things that athletes think about. I know I thought about them. I know everybody I've played with thought about these things. So it's a tough situation. When I say to be determined, it means you have to take a look at what's going to actually transpire. Is he going to get his game back there, get it going? I would say that chances are, yes, he will. It may take longer than one would think, though, because I think there's a lot of work to be done there for Jack. Got to regain his confidence. He's got to regain just the structure of how he plays. He's always been a little bit unorthodox. He's not Dominic Hoshik, but there's not a lot of saves that look the same. And that's something that I think he'll work on down there and, if everything lines up again, he'll get an opportunity. If it doesn't, 
Um, that's a really tough situation to be in. Does there come a point of law of diminishing returns here? Like if you ha- if the guy's got negative trade equity and you have to saddle, I, I guess the question is what becomes the, the trade-off between a buyout versus the cost to move the player along. You know what I'm saying? And this is an off-season move because obviously nothing's happened during the year. You know, I mean, if you, I, I, well, I guess he, I mean, in theory, he could be traded, but it might cost the Oilers additional uh, assets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's what Ken would be working on every day. He's running through the machinations of what makes sense, knowing that the information is going to change weekly. But yes, they, they, there's no doubt in my mind that they would be looking at every possibility, discussing it, and you just have to let it play out. What kind of goaltending you're going to get there? Is Skinner going to go on a heater? He's certainly possible of doing that. Is uh, Calvin Pickard going to be able to come in and those two are going to be a great compliment? Possibly. Uh, you're just waiting for more information before you make you know, decisions of that magnitude. We're joined by former NHL player, GM, and agent Brian Lawton for Wow Factor Desserts. From cheesecakes to pies, cakes to flans, score your perfect fall treat today. Check out the complete lineup by visiting wowfactordesserts.com. One of the things that Ken Holland referenced was we didn't want to wait another eight or ten games. We needed to get going here. We couldn't afford the luxury of seeing that this was going to turn around. Does that speak to how important the Oilers are uh, in terms of the window now? especially given the fact that Drysaddle's got, you know, a year and three quarters left in his contract and Connor's got two and three quarters years left in his contract. Yes, I've always maintained that the Oilers have parallel tracks on goals they're trying to achieve. They always want to do as well as they can every minute, you know, that they're competing. However, you know, they have this dark cloud hanging out there about their two-star players. Play well, and it's a really sunny day don't play well and it's a dark cloud when you get off to a slow start it exaggerates that and exacerbates something that the club is fully aware of so yes it, it absolutely matters they are in a battle to play well to try to win obviously the stanley cup but also to convince their two-star players that this is where you need to play your entire careers that's what's at stake. I don't think that surprises any fans at Edmonton to hear that. Uh, there's a long way to go before decisions are made. But when Ken Holland says we couldn't go any longer, I thought he was quite patient going as long as he did. So I completely understand that statement. Wow. All right. Uh, I got a final one for you because you're in the state of hockey in Minnesota. Are the Wild in a little bit of trouble right now? Wild do not look like the wild of the last, I mean, the last 12 or 14 years where everything about their team was built from the blue line out, both directions, really. Um, You know, they've been missing Spurgeon. That really hurt them, obviously. They traded Caleb Addison, who was a guy that some people thought might be able to contribute now. That didn't work out. Jacob Milton's game, who they brought over from San Jose, played really nicely when Spurgeon's in the lineup, not as well without him. There's just a lot of factors that are going on for them. It all is surrounded by their D. I would say that this has not started anywhere near the way the Wilds hoped, and there would be pretty significant concern there at this stage.
Interesting. Brian, as always, we appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us here in Oilers Now for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts. My pleasure, Bob. Thank you. You bet. That is Brian Lawton, the former general manager of the Tampa Bay Lightning, 549 in Edmonton. Back with an Oilers injury uh, report for James H. Brown. We'll get to some of your texts as well on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. It is 549 in Edmonton. You're listening to Oilers Now. It is 5.52 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. If you're looking for a great holiday gift, give the gift of, uh, yeah, you better make sure you turn those up because I'll forget to do that. Give the uh, gift of travel this holiday season with New West Travel Gift Certificates. Whether you're celebrating a special occasion or looking to surprise a loved one, give the gift of exploration, relaxation, and unforgettable experiences. Adventure awaits, and there's no better time to start planning. Call New West Travel at newwesttravel.com. That means our Montreal tip, uh, trip is closed. And we did sell all 60 spots in that trip with the waiters. Now stay tuned. New West Travel will have a new trip to announce very shortly. Went to Nashville. Waiters 161 in Nashville. So people had a great time in Nashville. Need to uh, mirror that when everybody rolls into Montreal. Tell the orders now. Injury report brought to you all season long by James H. Brown and your lawyers. When accidents happen, go to jameshbrown.com. Trent Brown, Jim Brown, uh, big supporters of the Edmonton Oilers, the Edmonton Elks, and the Alberta Golden Bears. Dylan Holloway, um, it's been reported in uh, places. Uh, Chris Knobloch saying he's going to be out a while. A while to me always means a month. That guy, he cannot buy a break health-wise as we bring Brendan Escott in. Think of the wrist injuries a couple times yep. last year at NCAA in Wisconsin. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. just... It's it's tough, and I think... There's a player there, he just... You know what I mean? It, he is so reminiscent of Taylor Hall and, and young Taylor Hall and the way that he gets around the ice and he's going everywhere at top speed and losing footing and crashing into the boards is probably exactly how if somebody would have asked me how I thought Dylan Holloway would get hurt. Um, the problem is, is he was really starting to turn the page here, Bob. Like he was coming on not only offensively getting in the action a little bit, but he was just noticeable doing everything yeah. that we had hoped. Yeah. So I, I think one of the things, and now at some point it was going to change for McLeod. I think McLeod looked better. The orders are going to need something out of McLeod here and uh, uh, Warren Fogle. But the plan was for McLeod, Fogle, and Holloway to play together. So Connor Brown, my guess is Brown's back Saturday against Tampa Bay. That might move. There's an obvious spot. Maybe Brown starts on that line with those guys. They keep Gagne up with Nugent Hopkins and McDavid for a couple more games. But eventually Brown's going to go up. All right. The Dawn has entered into the fray, Brendan. And he texts us on the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Last night I noticed the defense was using basic and successful breakouts, although the forward passing was not where it should be. I like Knobloch's statement that the lines will be the lines and he doesn't believe in the blender. Uh, which seemed to be a recurring theme, says the Don, with McClellan, Tippett, and Woodcroft. I will take the win and look for more. That one comes to us from the Don. Again, you can text us, 780-496-0063. Okay, keep it coming. Uh, John says, Bob, it really sucks that Holloway got injured last night as his game was rounding into form. Uh, however, it scores an underlying issue of the Holland regime. Overall, he's done a good job. However, we're in year five, and we still don't have one draft pick from his regime that has contributed at all. How different would this team look with a Boldy or a Gooley instead of Broberg and Holloway? That's a big reason why we don't have enough depth. That one comes to us from John. Well, there's another player that you could add there. Wyatt Johnson. 
who was coached by Paul Coffey for four years and who credited Paul Coffey in an interview with Jeff Merrick on 32 Thoughts as being central to his success as a player. Uh, you know what? When you start 2-9-1, and one, criticism comes with the territory. When you're looking at guys like uh, uh, Boldy, uh, and I, I, if you recall that draft year, I wanted Caden Dooley. Remember, once Jarvis was off, I didn't... Yeah. You know, uh, I still think Holloway can be a player, and I and I think Broberg can be a player too. Sometimes you just got to play him and live with him. Like, do you think it's different because Jay had Bouchard and he had McLeod, so he played those guys, right? He didn't have the same history as, with Holloway and Broberg. That said, it's not like Holloway and Broberg kicked the door in either. Exactly. He he had presented them with opportunities to earn more ice time. The problem was it was too quick to yo-yo the other direction when mistakes were made. And mistakes were frequently made, you know, in the case of Broberg, I think, in particular. So disappointing to see where he's at. And I know when you start getting to a point a few years out of a draft when you can go comparables across the draft class, it's disappointing. But at that time, you're not going to draft a third first-round defenseman in a row. So uh, I guess that's why you pass on Caden Gooley. But yeah. that hurts now. All right, 557 in Edmonton. Uh, James Dunn's got a global news weather traffic update. When we come back for the horses and horse racing in Alberta, Frank Saravalli and Rob Brown will join us more with uh, Brendan Escott and Reed Wilkins as well. You're listening to Oilers Now.